0: Well, everyone, thank you so much for being with us today. We're always glad when you join us. makes it a lot more fun when we know that people are actually listening. (laughs) It's not just you and I. (laughs) (laughs) Sometimes we think it is, but it's good to know that people do listen. And uh, we're grateful for your feedback and interest. We like to remind people that the idea of preserving families comes from a quote from President Kimball, that the time would come when only those who believe deeply and actively in the family would be able to preserve their families in the midst of the gathering evil around us. He said that in the 1980s, and here we are, you know, 40, 50 years later living exactly what he was prophesying about. So the purpose of our podcast is to offer hope and help and resources and teach principles and practices that can help us preserve and strengthen our families. So today we're going to talk about my all-time
1: favorite topic, (laughs) (laughs) which we've been trying to do for a while, but. I, it's life's been so busy, but we decided we're doing it. Well, I know that you kind of <laughs> wanted to feel like
0: that you had the perfect podcast content, right? Before, Yeah. You did and it I, right.
1: I don't know that I have that, but at least it's my favorite topic. And that is the topic of grandparenting. And before those of you that aren't grandparents or far away from grandparents, turn it off. Don't do that. <laughs> we're going to talk about grandparenting in a way that I hope will inspire you one day to become a grandparent. And if not maybe you'll think about your own grandparents in this way or see the value of why it's so important so important to include your parents and grandparents in the lives of your children anyway i think it's i think it's applicable to all age groups so don't turn it off <laughs> right
0: i mean if you're i mean really if you if you have teenagers right now this is right around the corner and i know that for us that came quick right
1: right and if you have teenagers right now think about the value of maybe your your own parents, their grandparents involving in their life. So let's let's dive in. I think this is going to be a really interesting topic.
0: So so Janie, one of the things, you know, I think about is cuz I think men and women probably think about grandparenting a little bit differently. So I would just ask you when when you started to think about the reality of becoming a grandparent because I'm guessing with you, it was probably when you are eight or something like that. <laughs> no, it wasn't that early. But what happened, I, our, our kids were probably teenagers,
1: late teenagers. And I went to, I had been in education week, and I had gone to a class on um, family reunions and planning, you know, family events and things like that. And it was Sister Flake. Sorry, I can't remember her first name, but she did an amazing job. And I got so inspired as she talked about what she does with her own grandchildren and how they would plan these incredible family reunions that mimicked like EFYs and special things that they would do just with their younger kids, things that they would do with their middle kids, things they would do with their teens, things they would do with their married kids, all kinds of traditions. And it just got me so excited and on fire that I was like, oh my gosh, one day when we have grandkids, we're doing that. Like, we're going to do this. Right. We're going to, because the, the the way she talked, the, she had this incredible relationship and experiences with her grandkids and felt and it felt like so she felt so close to them
0: right and they just had
1: this wonderful family and I just was like oh my gosh I'm doing that I loved my own grandparents um but I had a set of grandparents that lived across the country and we saw them once a year maybe so I I didn't feel very close to them luckily my other grandparents lived in the same town when I was growing up and so I was really close with them and I love that you know, and then um, my as I got older, my grandmother, we'd go see her every morning. We'd go to early morning seminary and then we'd go over to her house and she'd make us breakfast. And, you know, I just loved having that grandmother that I felt really close to. Right. And I wanted to be that but more on steroids. <laughs> <laughs> right. And so I think that's where my I don't know, even before my kids started having kids, I was just excited to be a grandma.
0: Yeah. And I know for me, I, you know, didn't really have, you know, one set of grandparents were very distant and then the other set were involved in our lives and they were wonderful and we loved them. In fact, my grandfather was like a hero to me, but kind of like you said, we we saw them like maybe once a year, maybe twice a year sometimes. Uh, so didn't have that kind of impact, but I don't know if I really thought about it deeply until you may remember this, but it was a a day where we came home and I thought for family home evening, we could destroy our baby crib. Like we could, we could, uh, when our youngest
1: finally went into a real bed. Yeah. When our
0: youngest daughter went into her real big girl bed. And I thought we got this crib that we've had with all these kids. And wouldn't that be fun? A little ceremony to kind of just smash it around with a hammer and light it on fire and, and do this into little, a new
1: era. <laughs> yeah. Have a little
0: celebration. And I was just always trying to think of how to make moments, you know, and And I remember you looking at me like, okay, number one, that's like the craziest idea I've ever heard. Who lights their baby crib on fire and dances (laughs) around it? But second, you said, plus like number one, all of our grand, all of our children slept in this crib. I'm not getting rid of it. And then number two, you said, where are our grandkids going to sleep when they come to visit visit (laughs) us? I'm like, are you serious? I remember you looking at me like, what? (laughs) Grandkids? Our oldest daughter was 16 or so at the time and... I just remember that, that, the when you said that, I just thought, wait, we're going to, I guess we are going to be grandparents at some point. But I just, in my mind, that just was something that that's when you're like 70 years old, you know, <laughs> kind of thing. I never, you know, and in the church, and that's something we'll talk about in a minute. But in our gospel setting where we marry earlier and we have more children than People are becoming grandparents in their mid-40s, right?
1: Right. And I just think grandparenting is different these days. I mean, when, when back in the day, I, we, I looked at some of my, especially my great-grandparents as just ancient. Like, they were almost scary. You know, they were just totally white-haired and shriveled up and sitting in <laughs> a chair and never got up. Right. And then my grandparents just seemed so old. And But now, I, I mean, I'm sure I look old, but I feel young inside. And I, I want to have those fun experiences with my grandkids. And I just think we are younger these days, especially in the church. Right. And we're just different grandparents than the old sit in the rocking chair and wave kind of grandparents. And
0: yeah, wave as you drive away. I and I think about that because we ski with our grandkids, you know. We we go hiking with them, we camp you snow, with them. Snow ski and water ski with your grandkids, right? <laughs> right. And I I literally don't remember ever having grandparents remotely even close to that type of connection, you know. So let's share some grandparent data here just for a minute, you know. Today, grandparents represent about a third of our population. About 1.7 new grandparents are added to the ranks every year. Grandparents lead 37% of all U.S. households in the country. In other words, get that? Grandparents lead. Or in other words, grandparents are helping raise children today more than they ever have. Uh, and how about this one? Most grandparents love being grandparents. And this study... said that being a grandparent is the single most important and satisfying thing in their life. And I know, Janie, if we could do it, I would retire today and we would get an RV. I would get the RV. And (laughs) luckily that's what we would do. We would just go hang out with our kids and our grandkids. How about this one? The average age of grandparents in our country is 48. About 43% become grandparents in their 50s, 37% in their 40s. And back to our Latter-day Saint, you know, kind of culture where we're having babies when we're in our early 20s. And so, yeah, by the time you're in your, your mid to late 40s, and I know that, I, I, Janie, do you remember how old you were when you became a grandparent? Because I was 48. No, maybe 49. and That means you were about 46 was 40, or so. I 45, 46. Yeah. yeah. And w- once again, highly unusual, right? 60% of grandparents love spending time with their grandchildren and live close to them. And then 70% of grandparents see their grandchildren at least once a week. So I would say that grandparenting is alive and well in our country and especially in our LDS culture.
1: Absolutely. And and all of us who are grandparents in the grandparent club,
0: <laughs> right?
1: and I love when people join the club, right? And have their first... That's my favorite thing, I think, on Instagram, Facebook, when I see people be like, we had our first grandbaby. And I'm like, oh my gosh, you are going to love it. Welcome to the club. It's the best gig ever. Yeah, And... Sadly, I know there's probably a small percentage that can't say that, you know, but I think for the majority, it is the greatest thing ever. I ne- Like, we loved having our kids. We had eight children. We loved, welcomed every one of them into the world. But with that comes a lot of responsibility, training, <laughs> diaper changing, disciplining. Blood,
0: sweat, and tears. Oh, my goodness. Right?
1: You are in the trenches. But as a grandparent, it is pure joy. All you get to do, not all, because it just depends on what you <laughs> want, but... It is joy and happiness and excitement, and you get to do all the fun things without any of the responsibility. <laughs> I mean, again, unless and you're raising. And if they get
0: crazy, you just hop in your car and drive home <laughs> or whatever, right?
1: Yeah, and my heart does go out to grandparents who are raising their grandchildren for various reasons or have it, you know, difficult challenges there. And I know that goes on, and I, my heart literally bleeds for those people. But, but for the majority, you know, vast majority of grandparents, it's just fun. It's a joy. It's a light. And so we hope by the end of this podcast, you guys are all inspired to either be a grandparent one day, (laughs) to be a better grandparent, to embrace it, or to use your grandparents to bless the lives of your own children. Yeah. Anyway.
0: I remember uh, years ago talking to a church leader. It was one of the members of the 70, right? So this was a, a person of some significance who, Janie, you may remember, but we just met in the St. George Temple a little while ago, but I remember him saying to me that he felt that too many grandparents are insignificant in the lives of their grandchildren in our gospel, so to speak, in our LDS culture. And he said, I don't think grandparents understand the, the role that they could play with the gospel. He said, in fact, I, what I see is that many grandkids don't even know their grandparents are members of the church, you know, unless the, the p- grandparents go on a mission or something. But I think we're going to get into this area a little bit more, but I just think grandparents can make a significant difference and contribution to their grandkids, to their spirituality, uh, to their physical life. Uh, it's fun for us to, to reward our grandkids for doing good things anyway. So yes, we're gonna explore this area.
1: Yeah, one of the, another study that we found on grandparenting is that how good grandparenting is for us, for us senior people, <laughs> us gray-haired people, right? Yeah, for this really us <laughs> old adults. And some of the some of the blessings and the advantages of becoming an, and being an involved grandparent is number one improved brain func- brain function. See, I can't even say it. I, I need that really bad. <laughs> improved brain function right. is in seniors, and that's wow, that's huge. Number two is improving psychological health. Number three, it lowers our levels of stress.
0: Mm.
1: Number four, it's improved physical health. It keeps us living longer and improves our immune system. And number five, it's increased knowledge and experience will bless the lives, you know, and and we can share that with the next generation. It's the whole Lion King full circle <laughs> of life thing, right?
0: <laughs> yeah, totally. But, that, oh, No, go ahead. Well, honey, I was just going to say that uh, on psychological health, we, we talked about physical health, but even on psychological health, you know, just the idea of nurturing, caring, uh, having a way to reach out to this next generation having a purpose, you know, having a reason for being around. I mean, I know that I really look forward to the day when I don't have to work, you know, 60 or 70 hours a week so that we can just engage ourselves in the lives of our grandchildren and and help them with whatever challenges they have. But in turn, that helps us. Yeah,
1: and and I love that you said that because when I was reading that, there's so many benefits to being a grandparent and involved grandparent and having grandchildren in our life. But I really think that our grandchildren need us just as much as we need them. Yeah. They really need our life experience, our wisdom, our teaching, our patience, our unconditional love. I mean, there's no other relationship where we just unconditionally love like our grandchildren. We don't have to be disciplining them. We don't have to be... Um, In the nitty gritty and all that, we can just love them. You know, I I read a quote once that that grandchildren and grandparents have a common enemy and that's, you know, (laughs) their parents. (laughs) And I don't mean that realistically, but, you know, sometimes the parents, they've got to be the bad guy sometimes and they have to take all the responsibility. Well, often. Yeah. And we as parents just can love purely. We can listen to them. We can bless their lives in so many ways. So we need each other. I, I, just...
0: I know, Janie, as we're watching right now, a couple of our grandchildren have their own little struggles, nothing major, just the little stuff that you go through when you're six or seven or eight or 10 years old, you know, just all all the normal stuff. But as a parent, I felt so invested in that. And, oh, my gosh, we got to fix this problem today and how are we going to do it? And now as a grandparent, we watch from the sidelines. We give our kids a little counsel. And, 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 and sometimes we even laugh and smile a little bit when those <laughs> grandkids do some crazy <laughs> things because we're like... Oh, you mean just like you when you were a kid? And...
1: <laughs> exactly. We see things in a totally fresh perspective, don't you think? Yeah. Like kind of. Kind and it's of... not
0: as threatening. It's it's just more like, kind of the old oh ha ha he he hey here's here's a couple ideas for you and and don't worry about it. It's gonna be okay. Right. right. Yeah. Because we do
1: kind of have that life wisdom. We've lived through the
0: storms. We've lived through a lot, and and we get it. <laughs> totally. So Janie, one of my thoughts is that when you be when, when you find out that you're going to become a grandparent, maybe the greatest stressor that I've seen among our peers is, "Oh my gosh, what's my grandparent name going to be?" right? <laughs>
1: Yeah. <laughs> and and it is kind of a
0: contest in a race because the other grandparents, right? The other in laws, <laughs> they're gonna be fi- feeling the same pressure and, and they may take the best grandparent name, so you gotta get you gotta get rolling, right?
1: <laughs> it is funny. And some of the names that we hear they're not just grandma and grandpa or grams and gramps anymore. They're very cute and original and I love hearing whatever what everybody's grandkids call them. So we go by Coach and Mimi. So the grandkids call Mark coach and they call me Mimi. And that came about because my oldest granddaughter, Mia, we would talk to her like on FaceTime and we'd be like, Mia, Mia and somehow she so she associated that. So every time she'd see me, she would just say Mimi, Mimi
0: and anyway, I became Mimi. It just it was kind of a it was kind of a serendipitous accident the way you became Mimi, but yeah. now that's, this is Mimi's hu- I'm sitting in Mimi's house right now. Right? This is Mimi's house. <laughs> but then Mark picked his name. He told the kids to call him
1: coach. And and so we've seen it both ways. So some well, let me people- tell why. Okay.
0: I was 48, 49 years old. I thought of my grandparents who always looked like they were 101 years old. <laughs> and I just thought, look, I'm out there playing pickleball. I'm playing golf. I'm playing racquetball. I'm remodeling our house. I'm jogging in those days, you know, two or three miles a day. I was just not ready to be grandpa or gramps or, (laughs) and uh, I just always loved my coaches growing up. And I just thought, you know what, I want to mentor these grandkids and teach them things. And so, so we picked the name coach and it's, it's just funny to me now because I don't even think of it. You know, they just call you that. But every now and then I'll think, this is kind of weird because we're at a, <laughs> we're in a public place. And one of my grandsons is going, hey, coach, I need, I need a drink. Or, or when they're playing sports. Or they're playing sports. And they're like, hey, coach.
1: And and everyone <laughs> thinks they're yelling at their coach. And they're they're like, coach, watch me. And it's their grandpa watching. <laughs> anyway, it's just fun. And so I love our fr- And our friends have the cutest names of, you know. Anyway.
0: But it's just a- we're gonna we're gonna not recommend Pepa and Mima. All right, <laughs> you got to skip over those. Oh,
1: uh, but there's nothing more fun than sitting around with our friends at our age who are having grandkids or have grandchildren and just sharing swapping stories of grandkids stories because everyone loves their grandchildren and and finds them you know so wonderful and. But it is also funny to swap stories because in this new age of, you know, like <laughs> I raised eight kids. When my first grandchild came, I thought, what's the big deal? I'm a we'll pro. I've I've, yeah. I've raised eight kids. But as the as my daughters come into the house, and I hear this from all parents, I'm not just, you know, making fun of my own kids, but I hear this from all grandparents is, is you know, nowadays, these kids, they come in with their video monitors and they're, heart monitors that you put on the baby's toes. So, you know, they make sure that they, they're they okay. They come in, they have these weighted sleep sacks that are like 50 pounds <laughs> each and they got their blackout curtains and their whole book of schedule the, the baby has to do this for two hours then they wake them up and then you do this and it, you know it's all very regimented right. they have their special tummy time and all these funny things you know they've got sound machines they heaven forbid these babies can't sleep now without sound machine in their stroller and one in their crib and one on the outside of the door and one on in the car. inside of the door and one in the car and it's just a funny thing because we laugh. Because back in our generation, we just didn't do that. We just rolled, right? We just, you didn't have all this fancy stuff. And so it's just a good laugh, you know, and it's just funny. And so now you're kind of intimidated like, wait, everything that I thought I knew about raising kids, now I'm like, all this equipment is sitting on my (laughs) front doorstep. What am I supposed to do with all this? Yeah. So it just makes me laugh, you know? Yeah. but But hey,
0: hey. I love the sound machine. I, mean, I wish <laughs> we would have had that thirty years ago for the baby and for me, right? Yeah.
1: So it's not all bad. It's good. It's just funny. It's just a generational change that yeah. that we all have together. It's just different. And I'm and sure
0: the the generation twenty years before us with cloth diapers and and uh, you know, <laughs> and you know. they
1: used to sleep their babies in a drawer, you know, yeah. things like that. So the stories that we've heard. But as we jump in and we we can laugh about the joy of grandparenting, we just thought there's some basic principles that we thought we'd talk about today for to inspire again, to help to bless anyone who is a grandparent, wants to be a better grandparent, is going to be a grandparent, which we probably all are at one point in our life, or take this information and teach your grandparents and help them become better grandparents to your children.
0: Yeah, I think that's great a lot of the principles that we want to share today, I would kind of put under the umbrella of kind of being an intentional parent, grandparent, right? Like the idea is that what we do is purposeful. It's deliberate. I don't know if I could ever say that my own grandparents ever did anything like that. Like, okay, we're, we're purposely coming in to do this with you and this and this. It was just kind of like, Hey, we're here to kind just of visit, just, just visit and hang out. And I don't know, Janie, what are your thoughts on the idea of just being intentional when it comes to grandparenting?
1: Yeah, and I do think that's part of the culture change maybe with with our generation is that we want more of a role in the lives of our grandchildren. We want to bless them. We want to help them. And I just think those things don't accidentally happen. Like I'm just, again, watching my grandparents, even the ones I lived with in the same town, I mean, I think they taught me some skills and they, I, you know, I picked them up because that's what they were doing. But I don't think they in- intentionally said, we are going to teach our grandchildren this. This or, today, yeah. Um, but I think for our generation, I think that's what we're trying to be is trying to be more relevant and bless the lives because life is hard. This generation is hard. Our kids, you know, are suffering from so much, you know, out in the world from social media to anxiety, depression, all the rates that are just going through, the roof, that they need an extra set of hands. I think parents need an extra set of hands. I think they need extra cheerleaders. They need extra love.
0: We need the biggest support crew that we can, you know, create. Right? right.
1: And I, and I feel like that that just doesn't happen. We have to be intentional.
0: Yeah. I love that. So let me transition right into what I would call principle one. And it's just something to be aware of. And it's something that, you know, we've all, we all have to learn. But the idea is that our children are going to parent different than we did. They're going to they're be different in how they do it. You know, they're going to marry someone else who's different from our family and, and together they're going to come up with their own ideas and their own plan. And I've watched over the years grandparents in my own counseling work really struggle with their own children parenting different than how they did it. And, You can't walk around as a grandparent saying, well, this is how we did it. This is how you should do it. You have to embrace what your children are doing. You have to find a way to support it. In fact, it's not even bad to have a conversation on how can we best support you. I've actually seen grandparents undermine the parents. I've seen grandparents say things to their grandkids like, oh, no, you don't have to do that. Or no, you don't need to believe that. And so... Yes, we want to be able to, number one, recognize that they are going to be different in their parenting and then we have to find a way to be supportive regardless of how our children parent. We really need to be on the sidelines as grandparents. And we're going to be cheerleading our our children and their children. That's part of the role.
1: Yeah, and I know some grandparents get offended maybe if their kids aren't doing the exact things the exact same way they did. But you can't. You can't be offended by that. That Just because they're not doing things that we did doesn't mean it's wrong. It just means it's different. Right. And it might be better. So we just need to embrace. (laughs) They are the ones that have inspiration and revelation for their own children. And we just have to support them, love them. I mean, unless it's like criminal or something. But we basically have to support them and just cheer them on and let them be parents and let them learn the lessons that it took us a lifetime to learn.
0: Right, yeah, and just recognize, yep, it's gonna be different. So you're just gonna have to, so deal with that, right?
1: Okay, the second principle is that we need to decide if we want to be relevant in the lives of our grandchildren. And what does that look like? You know, Mm -hmm. maybe it's sharing hobbies, sharing skills, just talking, just supporting, cheerleading. And I think it all looks, it looks different for every grandchild and it looks different depending on maybe where our grandchildren live. So some might live in our own home. Some might live down the street. Some might live across the country. And so that's going to look different for every grandchild. For us, I, you know, I want to be relevant because I try to send little things on holidays to them, little treats or little gift bags or little remembrance. We try to do birthdays big for each one of them. We do a a cute little... Um, picture slideshow for, for them in their, when it's their birthday, you know, we call, we try to call each week. We try to, for certain kids that I've, like, we we share a hobby. So I have a few grandchildren who love crafts. And so that's my thing with them. Like we love to do crafts. So anytime I come, it's all about the crafts. (laughs) I have another granddaughter who loves puzzles. We do puzzles together. I love puzzles. You know, some love to cook. We love to cook and make brownies or cookies or whatever it is so you just have to find the thing one
0: granddaughter's a gymnast so every time we see her she we're like okay do flips what are you gonna do (laughs) for us
1: but they each have a special thing that can connect you to that grandchild and i know for me i i because we have 24 grandchildren and three more coming in the next few months so we're gonna be up to 27 grandchildren i i literally and they grow and change so much i have a i have notes on my phone where i'll write if i hear them say oh i love kit kats or i love you know They're into Pokemon or they're into Mickey Mouse or, or whatever their thing is at the time. I try to just write it down so that I don't have to guess so that I'm always. And if I'm at a store and I see little things, I can pick it up for that grandchild, you know, or things like that. So that's just how we try to stay relevant. We are always trying to teach, which we're going to talk about a lot of these things going forward. But you just have to make it. You, it's work. You have it to make takes, your time count and you yeah, have to make sacrifices. Yeah, it takes time. It takes effort. It's not easy.
0: And in our relationship with a, a grandchild ch- that lives, you know, five states away is going to be different than the one who lives, you know, down the road, you know, just like we're going to be going to a basketball game tonight to watch a grandson play, but we can't do that with a granddaughter who has a soccer tournament this weekend in Billings, Montana. You know, we just can't. So we have to find ways to stay in touch, to be able to give her praise and compliments, or a grandson in Bentonville, Arkansas, right? We've got to, we've, we, we've got to find ways to, to make those connections when they live far away.
1: Right. And so that's just something that we as grandparents have to figure out.
0: So the third principle that we want to share is this idea of creating a culture of positivity, uh, building our grandchildren, giving them compliments and praise, being I know, their cheerleader, yeah, being their <laughs> being their biggest fan, yeah, right? Yeah,
1: from the sidelines. I mean,
0: I remember my grandfather was just like this for me. He was that person in my life that was, it was just all compliments, it was all praise, and and he would even come into town, and he would come to my baseball practices, not just the games, but he would come to the practice, and he would cheer me on, and I felt kind of dumb at the time. You're a teenager, and your granddad's cheering you on, you know, and no one, no parents, or <laughs> our grandparents are there, but he just, he just loved that. And I know that we try to do that with our own grandchildren, you know, to, to really give them the, the compliments and praise that they're probably dying to hear. And I, I always have this goal that I don't want ever our grandchildren to come into our home or us to go into their homes without us putting our arms around them, giving them a big hug and telling them something positive. Yeah. I love that. And what that does, by the way, is sorry to cut you off there, honey. But what that does is it, hey, who want, who doesn't want to hang out with their grandparent that is like that? You know, one of the things I see today is or I've seen in the past anyways, too many grandparents who become disciplinarians. And, and when you slide into the role of disciplinarian with your grandchildren, you just killed it. You just killed that relationship. And I've seen it. You know, I've seen it where that kid will just shut down, you know, or whatever, as their grandfather's yelling at them or grandmother is getting on their case for something. And, you know, because p- children need their parents. They actually don't need their grandparents. I know we're trying to make a case of why they do, but technically they're going to survive today if their grandparents aren't around. And so it's an easy choice for a teenage son or daughter when a grandparent's riding them and shitting and, and them or rebuking them a little bit to say, well, I'm, I'm kind of checking out of that relationship.
1: Yeah. And I would say let let the parents handle that. <laughs> All let the, the parents hard stuff. be the parents, right? Let the parents be the parents. We're the grandparents. We are the ones that love unconditionally. And sometimes in situations like that, maybe we can say things to our grandchildren that our parents can't because there was a strained relationship there. But if they know that we love them unconditionally, that we are their biggest fan, maybe we can get in and help in an area, you know, where maybe the parent just can't go there right now. And yeah. so that's we gotta preserve that relationship as grandparents. I think a big thing today, and I know this probably hasn't happened in other generations, but I think we as grandparents can really help our grandchildren with their mental health, with their, the way they view themselves, with their identity, with all those big questions that they're having right now. We can teach them, you know, like healthy skill sets of thinking and talking to themselves and thinking. And I just don't think we realize self-talk. I don't think we realize how early Satan starts influencing our children and our grandchildren and does I not think take long, does it? Yeah. And when he starts firing those fiery darts at our children and our grandchildren, um, it's scary. And I think that we can be there to help buoy them up, to help them think healthy thoughts about themselves, to give them some self-worth, self-identity, self-esteem. You know, I hate right. that word self-esteem, but, you know, the self-worth that they need. And again, the unconditional love. I know with all of our grandchildren, we've already had episodes of of several of them having anxiety, issues with friends and trials that they've gone through. And I think we as grandparents can play a really valuable role in their mental development, their healthy mental development, is talking to them, putting our arm around them, helping them think healthy thoughts, pointing them to the Savior, that the Savior is there to help them. And if they turn to him in all things, you know. And as we share our life experience and help them you know, saying that we've been through situations, we've been through hard things, I think it just gives them
0: more power 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 and strength and supports the
1: parents, yeah. And it hurts our hearts, right? I mean, I'm devastated when I hear that my grandkids are going through hard things. And it just makes me want to run to them and wrap them in a big (laughs) blanket and bubble wrap them and hide them away (laughs) because I don't like that they're going through hard things that we've gone through ourselves. But I think as we as grandparents, the wise right we're supposed to be wise and sage and help them through those hard times i think that's a great blessing to our grandchildren
0: right and i think janie in the in the whole time as you're sharing that i'm like and once again we are there supporting our children the parents in that case and just giving them you know it's kind of like when the when the police car drives up and the three other police cars come behind we're just giving the support right which leads us into
1: principle number 4 and that is we need to shore up and support The parents, our children, while they're raising our grandchildren, right? And I think one of the best things we can do—we talked about a minute ago—is support them in what they're trying to do. We can be a listening ear. Mm. I know I don't think there's a day that goes by that one of my girls doesn't call me with a huge problem that they're having as a parent or one of their kids is having, and I try to, you know, just be a listening ear to encourage them and to, you know, give encouragement. And to support and be like, oh, that's a stage. Yes. So many of you guys went through that or try to, or, you know, if it's not normal to be like, oh, maybe you need to get them in to see a professional if that's not normal or just be like, I know, I know, honey, you know, just be empathetic. I think that's the, one of the greatest things that we can do for our children that are raising our grands. Right. Another thing is that, you know, that we be empathetic. We know what it's like to be in the (laughs) grind, right? Like I I look at my daughters sometimes or I'll go visit them and I'm like, I come home exhausted. And I remember, boy, this is why we have kids in our twenties and thirties because (laughs) they're in a grind. I mean, just trying to keep food on the table, try to keep all these kids fed and bathed and clothed and to school and to all their activities.
0: And just trying to keep that mega schedule going. Yeah.
1: And it's overwhelming. And so I think that if we use our experience to A, Cheer our, parent, cheer our kids on in the raising of our grands to try to give them well-chosen, timely words of encouragement, of empathy. And most of all, maybe we can go give them a break sometimes. I know that we love going to get our kids and our grandkids and taking them away for a little while or having them over or babysitting or watching or, you know, taking them activities to give the parents a break because, and we don't do that enough. I mean, our schedules are kind of crazy, but we do need to do that more. But I love that because we do need to remember what it's like to be in the thick of it and give, you yeah. know, give some help where, where we can. Totally. And one of the other things too that I think that we can do is, you know, Mark, you're really good at that, is you're constantly sending out articles and... Text messages and emails to our kids and you know, just little things here like read this podcast, you know, read this talk, here's a great talk, here's a great thing, to just buoy them up to strengthen them in what their heavy duties are right now. Mm-hmm. Or here's
0: something really funny, you may need or to or something tonight. funny, yeah, yeah that
1: <laughs> we can all relate to. Yeah. But I think all these things is is again, is one of the things that one of the best things we can do for our grands is to support their parents in raising them. Yeah. In I any way that great, we can. Jenny,
0: that's great. You know, Janie, another principle is the principle of the power of cousins, right? Mm. And how powerful cousins can be. But it's the responsibility, I think, of the grandparents to make that cousin power happen, right? To make the cousins uniting together. If, if, the, if the parents, or sorry, if the grandparents aren't taking responsibility for that, it may not happen,
1: Yeah. I love the sign that we have hanging in our wall of fame with all the pictures of our grandkids (laughs) is it says grandma and grandpa's house is the place where cousins come to to be best friends or to learn to be best friends. Something like that. I should have grabbed it. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) But I totally agree with that. I mean, growing up, that was the highlight of my life is playing with my cousins and getting together with my cousins. And we would just play for hours on end. And and I see that with our own grandkids they love to be together right they love it and so I and I love that I love that we can foster that I love that they can come to our house and be that I'm glad that they can come have sleepovers and cousins camp and all those things that we do to facilitate that to build memories to build I just think it builds a sense of belonging it it creates a sense of self-worth, that I belong to something, that there's all these people that love me, you know, and that I'm a part part of of this big team. Yeah. Yeah. And once
0: again, that's the invitation, you know, not the invitation, but that's the, you know, something that we really advocate is that grandparents are the ones that are responsible to create that culture and they can do it. So find ways to do that.
1: To get their cousins together. (laughs) Right. Our next principle that I feel really strongly about is that It's the little things that we do with our grandchildren that mean a lot.
0: Make the most difference. Yeah,
1: it's not the big, huge, fancy vacations and trips. It's not the big, huge.
0: Whatever the production is (laughs) at the cabin or. Yeah, it's the little. Although those are cool. I mean, there's no question there's a place for those things.
1: Right, but it's the little day-to-day things that our grands are going to remember it's the little, it's the things that we always do or the things that they're always going to remember. It's the moments, it's the small moments. Like, we, ha- I don't know how it started, but we have this little tradition. We call it Mimi Mix at our house. And mm-hmm. every time the kids come over, they want Mimi Mix. And all it mm-hmm. is is I, I did it once, and it became this tradition that they love. They like, walked
0: onto, to, yeah.
1: Yeah, and so the first thing they ask, we have Mimi Mix? Especially if we're watching a movie or anything. And I, all I do is I take whatever I have in the cupboard and I put it in these little cute cups and it's, it could be a mix of popcorn, cereal, gummy fruit, um, (laughs) M&Ms, different kinds of cereals, crackers, pretzels, anything. And I mix it all together and I put them in these cups and they somehow have labeled it Mimi Mix. (laughs) And so. It's a hit. Yeah. And that's become a a thing. Um, They love going on Coach's Boat you know they call it Mimi's house and coach's boat (laughs) (laughs) and so whenever in the summer when they're here their favorite thing is to go on the boat and we have this kind of little term you know that they're all trying to become water dogs and earn their water dog t-shirt so the minute they get up on skis um they earn a a water dog t-shirt which I'm realizing we did we had a couple (laughs) this summer we haven't gotten them their t-shirts so we we need to to we need to get that we're a little behind on that Co- they all know that Coach loves chocolate pudding. So chocolate pudding, Coach always has chocolate pudding, and they eat chocolate pudding together. I
0: don't know. Or cereal or whatever. Yeah, like,
1: and so there's just the little things that we always do that the kids remember. They always remember.
0: Well, and they I think always... even just going to their games, their activities, their performances... I think they really appreciate that, you know.
1: Yeah, I'm hoping that's something that they'll remember. And I hope they'll remember getting little treats in the mail or on holidays and things like that. And so it's the little things. And we don't have to, you know, go into debt. We don't have to plan huge cruises or huge vacations or anything with our grands or, you know, take I'll use those a...
0: Seinfeld line and say, not that there's anything wrong with that. Not that there's <laughs>
1: anything wrong with that. That's awesome. Mm. But it's also the little day-to-day things, I think, that mean so
0: much. Amen.
1: Another principle that I think is really important in our responsibility as grandparents is to share our legacy with our grandchildren. Share our history. To share stories about our ancestors. About where we come from. About where they come from. What their heritage is. Tell all the stories of the family that have been passed down. Talk about traditions and... All those things that, you know, that are so important that makes our family, our family.
0: (laughs) Well, yeah. And I think even, even when we tell them stories about their parents, i.e. our children who are their parents now, when they were kids, when they were their age, you know, do you know what your dad did when he was your age? How about, how about this story about your mom when she was a teenager or whatever? And I think. They love that. They love those things.
1: They do. They beg for stories like that. But we could tell them about ancestors. We could tell them um, about stories from our own lives, about times when we had either funny times or hard times or trials that we had or things that we've overcome or
0: um, even just silly things that we did. The kids love that. Well, even, even with their own problems that they have sometimes, we've been able to talk to our grandchildren about, you know what? When we were your age... We had a problem kind of like that, too. And here's what it was like. And here's how we we kind of got through that, you know. And I think those things, those type of stories can be helpful.
1: Yeah. So when we tell our children about their history, where they come from, maybe even the land that, you know, our ancestors came from, how they got here, all that they went through, uh, we're reinforcing to them who they are and what they stand for and what they believe and in this day and age, our children really need that. They need to know their identity. They need to know that they are part of a tribe, that they're part of a crew, a clan, whatever we want to call it. And that that will help ground them. You know, when things get tough, they can be like, oh, well, my ancestor did that. They went through hard times. I can do this too. And so all of this gives them that purpose of security that or that, that sense of purpose and security. And even though they can't verbalize all of that, it's true. So when the kids hear that, you know that who they're from, and that all these people love them. It really does help with their self worth. Yeah, I think that's just an important thing that only we as grandparents can do. All right, not that we not that we can only do it, but I think that's where that comes from.
0: Yeah, and it means a lot, and, uh, and I think it means that a again is our responsibility and, to
1: pass that on to the next generation.
0: And we may even remember Janie when we were when we were younger as children, and, and having our own grandparents kind of share some of those things about our history and legacy of how. You know how cool that was. The final point we want to make today on this episode is that grandparents can set a spiritual foundation and they can connect their children to the gospel. And maybe there are some situations where the parents aren't favorable to the church at this point. And so there's still life lessons that can be taught, you know, and values and, and principles and beliefs that can be taught. But I think it's a great thing for grandparents to try to support what their parents are teaching, right? And teach lessons from the scriptures. Talk about general conference. Talk about what the restoration or what the Savior means to you. I know, Janie, for us, one of the things that we're looking forward to as our grandchildren get a little bit older is taking them on a church history trip, you know, and exposing them to some really cool, awesome uh, things about the gospel of Jesus Christ.
1: Yeah, I think sometimes we're concerned that there's maybe children out there who don't even know that their grandparents believe in the gospel or have faith in Jesus Christ. And I feel like if our children, if our grandchildren can't detect that right off and they don't know where we stand and that we love the savior and that we love the heavenly father and that we, you know, we follow prophets and things like that, then we're, we're doing a huge disservice. Our children should never, and our grandchildren and grandchildren should never, have to wonder about where we stand on those kind of things. So like
0: Elder Holland said, we shouldn't let our faith be difficult to detect in our own families.
1: Right. So we honestly, I mean, we try really hard to turn every thing that we do into a teaching moment. And not that we try to do it preachy, but we try to just p- point it out and point little things out. And last summer we were up in Montana as a family and we took a, um, river, some river boats down a river, kind of some rapids and, And the kids loved it. We had so much fun. But afterwards, we just kind of gathered for a little while and talked about some of the symbolism of what happened, you know, what what could the boat mean? What could the rapids mean? What could our guide mean? You know, and pointed them to the prophet, pointed them to the savior, pointed them to the rapids and how we're going to have hard times in our life, how we had to work together as a team to paddle all the different fun things. But you know, we just spent a few minutes while we were eating snacks and it wasn't preachy at all. But <laughs> just, you know, and we try to do that a lot so that our children may know on what source they can turn
0: or look for or remission, look for of, their remission sins. of
1: their sins. And I think that's our job as grandparents is to reinforce that, to pass those, that legacy on to the next generation, to bear testimony of the Savior, to point them there. Because as life gets hard... That's where they need to know that they can look. And that's where they need to go to turn. And we need to keep turning them to that and to him.
0: Yeah, I love that, Jane. That's that's awesome. And they're not going to get it through osmosis. I think a lot of us just assume that, okay, we're members of the church. Uh, you know, we're, we're grandparents here. And they should know that how we feel about the gospel yet. But we've never said anything about it. We've never even mentioned it in a conversation. And so... This is a great opportunity that we have gospel discussions. And and once again, just as you said, just we're always looking for opportunities to teach and tie things in to the gospel of Jesus Christ.
1: Yeah. So grandparents, are we talking after general conference? Are Are we discussing talks with our family? Are we talking about come follow me with them? Are we singing hymns? Are we setting a, you know, a a legacy of faith in our families are we sharing trials are we sharing experiences and how the lord has blessed our life are we sharing miracles as a family are we doing all those things that we should so that to instill faith into our children and then grandchildren
0: and of all of these principles that we've shared tonight maybe janie this is maybe the most important one
1: yeah the most crucial one in this crazy world that we live in
0: that's right So as we wrap up today and we talk about our invitation of LDS, let's do something. Why don't we consider maybe one of the principles that we've shared could be something that you could try to implement or why not even reach out to a grandchild if they're old enough especially and to say, hey, you know what? I want to be a great, awesome, wonderful grandparent in your life. What can I do better? Or take it even uh, another step is to visit with your own children. And ask them the same question. We want to be great, awesome grandparents. Tell us what, what we could do better. You know, what can we do? What do you expect from us? And I think I think that could go a long way. Some of our children may say, you know what, mom and dad, keep doing what you're doing. Others may say, you know what? <laughs> we would really like it if, but that's great. That's how that's how you learn. So let them share uh some thoughts with with us, right? And take some notes and go and improve. And
1: We are not claiming to be the expert on grandparenting. We just feel like we have a lot of uh, um, experience just because we have 24 grandchildren.
0: (laughs) Well, Uh, I know it's it's something that we love, right? It's something that we're we're passionate
1: about, that we love and that we hope to grow in and learn more and more. And we know there's a ton of awesome grandparents out there. And I wish that we could sit and pick brains from everybody because everybody has incredible ideas and they do incredible things in their family but we just love the conversation. We love talking about it. We love sharing some of our thoughts and can't wait to have this this topic more in depth later
0: <laughs> another yeah, time. <laughs> I think we can do that. And, and yep, Janie, I agree with what you said. And we, you know, even just having this conversation helps us to want to improve and do better because we're, we recognize that there's a lot of gaps here for us and that we could do so much better in so many areas. And And so, yeah, we're all in this together. So let's let's work on it and uh, let's move forward. And And
1: everyone, happy grandparenting.
0: (laughs) We would say happy grandparents day, but we don't even know when that is. But I'm sure it's coming around the corner. Well, everyone, thanks for being with us today. We always appreciate your support and listening. And once again, please feel free to share this podcast with anyone that you think could benefit benefit from it. So until then, we hope you have a wonderful week and we look forward to be with you again next time. Have a great week.